This is episode 21 of the Original Judo Podcast. I'm James Austin. Welcome to the show. Hi guys, this is the Original Judo Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's been a few weeks since the last episode and had intended to have Chris back on again as co-host to delve into you know, the tournaments over the last month, the British results and how the new rules are panning out. Unfortunately, um, I've had a couple of recordings with Chris and someone else where the sound quality was really poor. Um, so instead, I'm going to give you my take on all the above and I'm going to try and bring forward an interview next week with Simon Goodman, who's the guy who's running the uh, brain cancer um, event, raising money for an awareness of the of brain cancer. So you're going to have to put it with me today. I'm going to go through the last few results. Um, I wanted to talk about Paris and Dusseldorf, and I'm recording this halfway through the Morocco Grand Prix, and Danny Williams has just gone and got a seventh place. So great result for him. So unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Team GB have had a phenomenal Paris and Dusseldorf. Um, if you're a fan of British judo, it'd be easy to run out of superlatives describing some of the performances of the last month. And again, from a British perspective, it's been the most successful Paris, certainly, or period, but certainly Paris in decades. We had the first British winner in Sally Conway since 2003. And then that was followed by bronzes with Ashley McKenzie and Nakoda Davis. And when you think it couldn't get any better, two weeks later in Dusseldorf, Nakoda medals again winning her first Grand Slam. And Natalie Powell joins her on the podium coming away with bronze. So over those weeks, adding a couple of fifth places from Ashley and Lucy Renshaw and a couple of sevenths from uh, Natalie Powell again and Stuart McWatt. And you've got to consider that British judo may be, may be at the healthiest it's been for a long, long time. It's easy to pick out the two standout performances because Sally and Nakoda came away with, I guess, historic gold medals. Um, and it was amazing to watch their judo and... What I enjoyed the most was seeing how different both their approaches are and yet how effective they, they both are. So for me, kind of watching Sally, she was she's so effective using her grip in to control a fight. Um, she never lets her opponent settle uh, with a grip that she isn't comfortable with. And it, it makes her super difficult to throw. She's, she's so good at disengaging when her opponent attacks. And I guess finally, while she is really, really good on her feet, she's also absolutely relentless on the deck. And you can see that a lot of the time in the, the people she faces. Um, they're intimidated by, by Aniwaza and they don't want to attack her on the ground. And that means she can create opportunities because people are so hesitant to engage. I think the semi-final of Paris is a great example of that. And... Clearly, the French girl wants nothing to do with her on the deck and is, is like super preoccupied with, I guess, giving nothing away. Um, and ultimately, that gives Sal a lot more time, gives her more opportunities to attack in Niwaza and perhaps makes her opponents afraid to commit to their own attacks. I guess Nakoda's uh, gripping couldn't be more different. You know, she's 
absolutely outstanding on her feet. She doesn't let herself get outgripped, um, similar to Sal. But watching her, you can see that if she feels she can attack, she doesn't overly worry about her opponent's grip. So she ends up in more situations that to me seem 50-50. Um, clearly she's not. She's so comfortable there and, and she's becoming really, really consistent and winning these top medals now. So she doesn't just feel she can throw. She's able to throw from those situations. Again, I think you see that across both competitions. Like she's got absolutely no fear of attacking. But in Paris, there's a couple of times when I thought she was perhaps in trouble because of a commitment to throw. Um, you see it against the Korean girl who she ended up beating, but then against the Japanese girl where it, it perhaps, you know, she perhaps was a little bit unlucky that it cost her the match being so aggressive. Um, but yet you can see how effective it is. She comes away with the bronze there and then a fortnight later, you know, she's winning the final in what was probably well for me was the most exciting match of of the weekend with Caracas both athletes but I think especially Nakoda with the two back-to-back medals like the confidence must be flying and again you can only see more results coming their way one thing that they're, they're both really good at and you see it a lot with um, all the British fighters like uh, particularly Natalie Powell Ashley McKenzie they're so good at driving you know, a potentially failed attack for a score. And you, you see that again, time and again with Ashley with his, his drop knee tire. Um, I mean, he, he can ping people as well. And if you're looking for, for highlight real stuff, you, you want to be watching his bronze medal match in Paris where he lands the Taisoshi after 15 or 20 seconds. It was amazing. Before we move on to some of the other results, it it'd be remiss if we didn't, talk about I guess some of the exiles from British judo so Priska Awiti Alcaraz she came away with a seventh place in Dusseldorf which is a phenomenal result for her um, against the Japanese girl who I think eventually won the tournament she throws her in the first minute or so with a great bit of Ashiwaza she's clearly got great judo um, so that's really exciting It'd be great to see how she goes and then again, you've got Ben Fletcher, who his second tournament on the bounce, where he got uh, gold just a few weeks ago in Tunisia. He comes away with silver in Grand Slam in Dusseldorf, which is his first Grand Slam medal, I think. But also to reach the finals, a phenomenal performance. But again, his confidence can only be soaring. And you have to put him up there with the top 10 players in the world. And it highlights, again, what a real loss he is for British judo. For me, if you're looking for other highlights from the weekend, you obviously saw the return of Ono in Dusseldorf. That guy is a walking highlights reel. Um, every single one of his matches ends with a with a with a score. You know, he's not a person who wins on shudos, and perhaps that you know is a reflection of the the new rules. Now, but he's 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 a phenomenal scorer. He's world champion, Olympic champion for a reason, and he looked so effective. Um, I didn't watch all of his matches. Um, I only saw the final in Dusseldorf, but like a lot of people, I saw a lot of the Instagram videos where he's just spangling people for ten. Um, really exciting to see him back on the scene, and I guess his. 
jewel, as it were, for uh, number one in in Japan is with with uh, what is it Hashimoto? Is very very exciting. I love seeing Clergé win bronze in Paris. Um, he's an old dog. He's been on the circuit for a long long time, and winning in front of his home crowd, you know, clearly meant a lot to him. You could see he was delighted, so it was great to see that. So Belodid at 48, the Ukrainian girl, she keeps going from strength to strength, winning both Paris and Dusseldorf. At the end of the year, I can't see anybody being ahead of her. And at such a young age, she looks like she's going to dominate that division for a long, long time. The result that was a big surprise for me was the 63 kilo winner in Dusseldorf. Um... Would have been expecting a Slovenian to be in the final of, of that, but perhaps not um, not the one who did win it. So Tristan Yak, I think, bombed out in the first round. And I, I presume the girl who, who won won the event, Lesky, is the number two. She's then since gone on to win this weekend. I've not seen uh, any of her matches this weekend. But winning the two tournaments back-to-back... Shows the level of domestic competition in Slovenia for that spot. So that's pretty exciting to see. Um, in terms of the new rules, I don't know what to say. I don't think I'm a fan of these changes. Um, but that, I guess, is similar to two previous rule sets. You know, I always feel like they're trying to reduce the impact of tactics and strategy on the match. I, and for me, you know, judo is a sport, and those things are an integral part of sport. They're not going to go away. And this obsession with trying to reduce their impact probably means, you know, with the current group in charge, yeah, we're going to keep getting rule changes. I will say this, you know, I've always come around to most of the, the previous rule changes. Um, I think I don't like the way penalties are given out now, you know. The, the one you have to talk about is the heavyweight final. The fact that there were... The fact you had the double disqualification was ridiculous. These guys are competing, you know, not just to be Japanese number one, but for a place in, ultimately, the Tokyo Olympics. Judo's going home um, for the first time in the Olympic Games since you know its inception in the Olympics and I think you can't underrate and estimate the pressure those two guys are on I thought the penalties came quick as well um, I thought it was supposed to be 45 seconds and whilst I agree it wasn't the most exciting match I do think it should have been allowed to to play out I quite like the return to Wazari Wazetti Upon, but I do think that with the soft scores that are being given to Wazari now, because there's only Wazari and Ippon, I do think the scoring system doesn't work. There's there's way too many scores and contests are being quickly being ended super super quickly. I would expect there to be a change before the Olympic qualifiers start because my understanding is there's got to be the same rule set across all the Olympic qualifiers 
and I, I wouldn't mind it going back to, um, you know, reintroduction of a Yuko, which is not going to happen, or harsher, harsher scoring system. So a Wazari is a Wazari not landing on your bum or an elbow. That that isn't a Wazari for me. Um, I did speak to one of the high-level British refs, someone who does referee internationally, and he thought that there might be a change after the World Championships this year. Um, he suggested it might go to three Wazaris, which I guess is in line with the Shidos. So that would be that would be pretty exciting. But we'll have to wait and see with that. Anyway, that's pretty much all we're going to go into this week. I'll get the interview out with Simon Goodman next week, so look out for that, guys. And hopefully we'll have a catch-up with Chris soon. Um, I think there's a couple of British guys fighting tomorrow in Tunisia, so good luck to them. Good luck to everyone fighting, really. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like it, share it on Facebook or Twitter, and go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to the shows and please leave a five-star review. Not interested in anything else. If you want to get in touch, the best way is through Twitter. It's at Original Judo Pod. Catch you later.